with you tonight. We're so excited uh, to have you with us with this word uh, and with this time of fellowship. And so I want you to open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Make sure your Bibles are turned to Ephesians chapter 2. And then we want to make sure uh, that you are not only just locked in in word, but taking good notes. So make sure you're ready to take good notes because God's going to share something incredible with you tonight. And I'm so excited. I've got uh, Pastor Glenn of our life groups. Hey, guys. And then we also have Omar, uh, one of our leaders in the church. Yeah, use your mic, Omar. Come on, so they can Hi, guys. Hear you. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, apparently, I got two of the shyest guys up here to, to talk with me tonight. No, I don't. It's we're warming gonna, up. We're warming up. We're warming up. And so uh, we're going to have an incredible time tonight. We're, we've been studying in the Word in Ephesians chapter 2, 3, and 4. Uh, so you're getting uh, uh, three times the amount of the word. You're getting three times the, the amount of scripture. You're going to get it all tonight, and we're going to pour as much into you as possible because God's got something tremendous for you. And I, I want to start off by reading just a, a scripture or two if I can, and then we're going to jump right into this uh, and see what the Lord has to say. This is what it says in chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. It says now. Everybody say now. Now. Come on, everybody say now. 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 Yeah, you're my amen That's section right. up here. If I if I don't get amens, then I, it's uh, you amen, guys are, brother. You guys are, amen. <laughs> amen, brother. You preach it. Uh, so it says now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. To him be glory in the church. Oh, that, that, that's worth pausing at right there. To him be glory where? It's easy to read through that. It's in the church. To him be the glory in the church. Well, what's the church? The people of God. To him be the glory that he does all this in the church. Where is it supposed to happen? This exceedingly abundantly above and beyond with the power and authority of heaven and earth. In the church. And in the church, it says, by Christ Jesus, to what? To all generations forever and ever. And then we close like we do with most uh, prayers. Amen. Amen. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you for what you're going to speak tonight. I pray right now that the authority of the Holy Spirit would use us, God, as a conduit to preach your word, your will, and your way tonight, to speak to your people who are called by your name to become the church, the ecclesia of God, the empowered body of Christ in the earth, to be glorified, God, so that you might get glory in the church. And I thank you, God, Lord, that you're going to get glory tonight. You're going to get all the glory. You're going to get all the praise. You're going to get all yes. the honor. Jesus. And we surrender it to you in Jesus' name. And as your scripture said, so do we. Every believer said, amen. amen. Awesome. So, guys, when we started reading this word, uh, we started looking into this. And we, we, were, we read on Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. And, and I remember, Omar, one of the scriptures you said stood out to you and couldn't be said enough. Do you remember that scripture? Yes, yes. It was chapter 2, verse 8. Yeah. Shall I read it? Yeah. All right. It goes like this. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. 
See, that? now that's, I want everybody to, maybe that's what our title tonight will be, The Gift. We can write oh, The Gift good. down. Most of the time, people don't talk about uh, The Gift unless it's Christmas time. And so then we'll talk about The Gift at Christmas time because it ties into all the presents. But this whole chapter and then the next chapter and the fourth chapter, all three chapters have a thought going through them all. And it begins by talking about the sacrifice that Jesus made and now the gift that works within us, the gift of God, the spirit of God working in us to utilize and manifest his will through us. And so it first talks off, it starts off by talking about uh, the, the mystery of the gift, the, the mysteries. And then it talks about how the mystery is then revealed. And the mystery being, Paul is, by the way, Paul is teaching Ephesus. And Paul is teaching Ephesus about the mystery that was made known. And the mystery that was made known is what? Christ. Christ. Yep. And, and Because we're talking about Christ. And then it says, he starts talking about the mystery that's then been revealed. Well, what mystery had just been revealed? Christ. So uh, when you get into scripture, and when you see this, and, and you guys speak up, because... When I see this and I see the mystery revealed, a lot of people don't understand Omar, Pastor Glenn. They don't understand who Jesus is. Right, right. Well, one of the things for sure that we should take from this is it found in the beginning. It says, for by grace you have been saved. Yeah. So what does that mean? We're not trying because right. of what Christ did for us. You are saved. If you believe in him, you are saved. Right. And because you're saved, no one or nothing can ever take that away from you. Right. And, and, and that's where, for some of us, we think our failures are what keep us and our right, success right. is what takes us. But neither one of them. Failure can't stop you. Mm. It's only quitting that can stop you. Yep, and right. failure isn't the end. Because if you read all this, you could be discouraged. Like, I, I definitely operate in a lot of these sins that he just listed. <laughs> but like, uh, right, And right. I've had all those. And I've failed. But failure isn't the end, and failure cannot keep you. It's only quitting that keeps us. Right. It's only yeah. quitting that's But the mysteries that, Christ, that God wants to reveal to us is the mystery of who Jesus is. Right. Because it's, if, if the mystery's then been revealed, then he starts describing the purpose in the mystery. And then he starts talking about the appreciation of the mystery, which is where we read in verse 20 and 21. That's right. the, the appreciation of the, of the mystery of who Jesus is, is now that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond. Wow. But, what, wow. but to who? To us. Yeah. yeah. And that's where, for, for me, that's where I'm, I'm, when I read this scripture and I'm just getting started off in this, and this is just my portion, and, and, and Omar's going second to talk about what the Lord spoke to him at the beginning of chapter uh, 4 and Pastor Glenn towards the end of chapter 4. But when you go from chapter 2 to chapter 3, you see the power of revelation. Mm -hmm. And I've taught, we talked about that before, about how firsthand revelation brings transformation. Right. But secondhand revelation usually only brings inspiration. And so, and it can bring information and inspiration, but rarely transformation because you need your own firsthand revelation. That's right. Yep. Firsthand revelation is, for example, it's like water that comes down from the mountain. When it comes down through all the channels and it arrives at the town, you get what's already been distilled and gone through all the process. But if you really want the best one, you climb all the way to the top to get the best source. Yeah. And that's in essence what we're talking about. Knowing Christ is the source. Wow. 
we're not looking for resources. We're looking for the source. And when we get the source, we start understanding not only who we are, but most importantly, who we are in Christ, which is right here what it says. It is a gift. Gift. It's a huge gift. In fact, Pastor Glenn, why don't you read chapter 3, verse 8. I want you to read chapter 3, verse 8, because I want, to, I want everybody to see this scripture come to life. Because some of you heard what Omar said and heard what I said, and you think, how can I? I read the Bible all the time. Yeah. What, what does this mean to me, and how can I get that firsthand revelation? Read that. Okay, chapter 3, verse 8 says, I am the least important of God's people, but Look God... Look at right there. Who is talking? This is Paul. Paul is talking. Oh, wow. It says, I am the least important of God's people, but God gave me this gift to wow. tell those who are not Jews the good news about the riches of Christ. And that, that's huge. And so if you have a different version, Omar, what version are you reading from? The New King James. And I'm reading from the New King James, too. Mm. And you're reading from which one? This is the... Uh New century version. Mm, there you go. I don't yeah. know. Some un, unsaved, unholy <laughs> version. No, I'm just kidding. We got it, the it new gives, King Jimmy. It gives a great, a great picture, though, but I want you to see what it says in, in, the, uh, in the New King James. In the New King James, at the end of that, it says that I should preach among the Gentiles the yep. unsearchable, the unsearchable riches in Christ. Wait a second. I want to find out more in Christ. Right. And Paul's saying, but I'm the least. But he's saying, I'm going to preach stuff that you can't even look up. You can't look up. You can't Google. You can't even, you can't even begin to want to find. It's unsearchable. It's right. not a hidden right. treasure. It's not even a hidden mystery. It's a thing you cannot even search for. And that's the thing is it's the hidden riches, the unsearchable riches of God that, see, if we begin to understand that we think we can search out the riches of God, then I don't need God. It's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Because if I get the riches of God, the wealth, the, the revelation, that's what we're talking about, the revelation of God without God, then I've got all I need. I don't need him. But you have to seek God first and all these things will be added unto you. That's what the scripture really means, not the rest of what your hopes and desires are. But it's the, it's the revelation. When I seek God, when Paul sought God, he got hidden mysteries that are unsearchable. You can't even begin to find or fathom them. Yep. And he gets those. And so the reason I share that, and it's so important to pause and stop right here, is because after we understand that Jesus paid the price, so I'm not dead in, in my trespasses in the tomb, so I'm not still suffering at the cross, but Amen. I've come through the cross, I've come out of the tomb, and I've been made alive in Christ. Now I've, I can understand, even if I'm the least qualified, the least equipped, even if I'm the least talented, if I'm on, the brother. least deserving, I can, God it can still give me Yep. these unsearchable riches of revelation in my life. That's right. So that I can then be transformed. And he said, so I can preach to the Gentiles. So it wasn't just for him. It was for everybody he came in contact with. You know, that, that, that really resonates home. In fact, I got a quote here I really like, and this is like, man, it says, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Which and is good. so often when I first you know, was doing ministry, I felt the same way. Like, man, I'm the least qualified person here. You want to use me, God? And, yeah. and it was this equipping process that God's like, I want to see the heart, and then I can help bring you the tools. I can help equip you through the process. So, yeah. No, you got it, brother. That's right on. Yeah. And, and that's a big thing that he follows up with right after that. He says, to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery. 
So all of this, I mean, we could preach days on each one of these scriptures, and I don't want to spend too much more time on this. But this, preach is, it, brother. this is speaking, yeah, this is speaking to, as we just kind of ironing, sharpening iron, we encourage you to do this at your own table. You know, sit down, uh, have your friend or your roommate or your spouse or your kids, everybody open up their Bible, go to the same passage, the same chapter, everybody spend time reading it, then do what we did, worship. Then after you worship and you pray, say, hey, what did you get when you read that? What did you get? What do you feel? How does this speak into your life? Because all of it comes to life through the fellowship. That's why he wow. says fellowship. Through the fellowship of the mystery. Well, the mystery is Christ. So then when I'm fellowshipping with Christ and with each other, mysteries become made known to us that were held from us until we sought out the God who delivers the riches of his gifts. So that's those are good. huge pieces of understanding the word, going deeper in the word, because that's why we're here tonight. You're tuning in on YouTube and on Facebook, not so that you can just watch another video, uh, be entertained for another 20 minutes, but so that you can go deeper in your word. If you are a mature believer, if you're a follower of Christ, you need to open up your word and you need to see how to get the mysteries and the unsearchable riches of God into your life Amen. because there are tremendous riches that are being held until you search him out first. Seek him and understand who Jesus is. See, sometimes when you read the Bible and you, and you think you get a layer of it, when you really understand who Christ is, then you really get a deeper depth in your revelation. That's, it's, good. that's why it started with who Christ is and what he did. And then it keeps and continues in. Paul reiterates three different paragraphs of the mystery of Christ, the Godhead in the earth. Emmanuel, the power, the authority, That's right. that it all may be given to us. And then we go into chapter 4 where it says, Now that you know who Christ is, and now that the mystery has been revealed, it's shown its purpose, and he has also revealed the appreciation of the gift, what it does for you. Then it says, now I have a mission for you. And so right. that's where the Lord started speaking to you in chapter Amen. 4. Yep. So... One of the things that the, the Lord's been ministering to my heart is growth in the family. And this is our family. Yeah. Glenn, Pastor Landon, we're all in unison. So as we were sharing earlier, it's in my best interest to see my brother succeed. Why? Because when Pastor Landon succeeds, I succeed. When I succeed, Pastor Glenn succeeds. It's a continual motion that can never be stopped. And so here Paul draws... Uh, in verse 11 from chapter 4, let's read this together. It says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. Now, here's the kicker. Ready? In verse 12 says, For the equipping. Yeah. And that word equipping is for the completion. Yeah, right. So he has given some of us gifts in completeness. Wow. We don't need to search for more. We have it. The question is, do we realize it? Yeah. Because as Pastor Landon beautifully said in the, in the beginning, when Paul goes, starts with Christ, starts digesting about Christ, but then brings it back, yeah. that his main focus of how he was able to reveal the hidden mysteries of God was being focused on him. Yeah. And I think that that is a powerful substance to have, but at the same time, it's so simple. That's why sometimes we overlook it. 
because it's like man all I got to do is look to God look to Jesus and then I'm in I, I just know but that is how the simplicity of crisis yeah we tend to look everywhere else but what's in front of us yep wow you know and so Go ahead, Pastor. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. when you said that, I was thinking of the uh, the Kentucky Derby race horses that they put those things on the, yeah, yeah. the, 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 the binders, right? So the horse can only look at the, the finish line, right? What he's his target, his goal, and he's not worried about everything else around him. He's like, okay, That's I got good. my mission. I'm going to run my lane. Right. I'm going to focus on what I need to focus on. That ties perfectly into how many of us you know, really need to realign our focus and say, what is most important? What should we really be focusing in on? And what are some of these other things that are around me that are really just distractions that are pulling me away from my one true focus, which is God. And, and you know what, even I want you to share that story that you shared with me earlier, the, the track story. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about this. I was like thinking about running the race and finishing strong. And, and I remember I was uh, at a track meet when I was younger and um, they were doing the hundred yard sprints and everyone got in their lane and they ran all the way to the end and, and the kids were running and the, this one kid was ahead of everyone else. But what he didn't know was there was rules to the race. I mean, he had to stay in his own lane and he kept crossing in and out of other people's lanes because he just had it on the turbo jets. And then he wins and he's so excited and they disqualify him because he didn't stay in his lane. The guy that was right behind him who thought he had lost, he was the one that actually won the race because he stayed wow. in his lane. And that was such a, a life lesson to learn. Hey, man, staying in your lane, it's pretty important, right? Yeah. Like what you were talking about, the giftings. What gifting are you supposed to it's, operate it's in? It's almost like piggybacking from that is like maybe perhaps this person wasn't preparing himself enough that's why when he got on the race because he didn't prepare himself enough to know what he was getting into he was disqualified and I have a beautiful quote that says it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared right so here we go again that we are now equipped but are we putting into practice yeah. what we have been equipped with? Amen. Because the day will come when we will be called forth for that which we have been given. Yeah. You know, and so I think that is the wise and mature believer, which we were talking about, will take the time to invest in his inheritance that was given to him, first of all, as a gift. It is. And, and if you're watching right now and you think you don't have a gift... Let me just tell you, the beginning of chapter 4 says, to each one, God has given a yep. measure. And so each one of you have been given a gift and to operate within that gift. It, it, it's, it's when I operate in my gift, I empower their gift. And when they operate in their gift, they empower others' gifts. It's when I say, hey, you know, let's do Baptism Sunday. Yeah. All of a sudden, now it's not land and baptizing. It's everybody gets to baptize because it's empowering through your gifting. I'm anointed to do so. I'm anointed to preach. I'm anointed like Paul to receive unsearchable mysteries because God said, this is your job. Now, when you try to op when I try to operate outside of my job, well, it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be tough. It, it, it's hard. And just like a lot of people, everybody wants to be the captain. Let's, 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 just, let's call out the white elephant in the room. Everybody wants to be the worship leader, be Josh looking all sexy up on smooth. stage and smooth and good looking. And, 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 and everybody wants to be that guy, the guy in the spotlight. Or, or people you know, on a team want to be the quarterback. Or they want to yeah. be the point guard. Or they want to be 
You know what they want to? They don't want to be the role player. They don't, or you. When you're older, you want to be the head coach, not the assistant coach. Or when you know, or even when you get to another level of financial freedom, you want to be the owner of the team and not the right. I don't want to be a worker on the team. I want to run my company. And yet, if we operate out of our gifting and we're running in all those lanes, like I, I believe you told the story like it was somebody else, but I have a feeling it might have been you. But like. <laughs> <laughs> So you have this, yeah, you're out all these lanes that you, and, and you can run in all of them. Sure. But just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Is that really benefiting you? Because by the time you get to the end, it's saying you didn't run your race. You didn't finish your race. So now I have to, and usually what God will do is just like this little plant. If it begins to grow in the wrong direction, I've got to cut it completely yep, down right. to the base of it to start it growing again so it can grow correctly. But if it grows off in the wrong direction, I've got to redo it all. Oh, and good. so it's really difficult for somebody if you start growing in the wrong way, becoming going the wrong direction, running the wrong lane, trying to be the, uh, I, I don't know how many evangelists now and uh, out there on, on Facebook and everywhere, everybody's become a preacher and God bless them for witnessing and sharing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Amen. But not everybody is called and anointed to be that. And wow. so that's why there's either the wrong fruit or little fruit or no fruit, or that's why it, it usually comes to nothing. And because they're not really called and appointed to do that. That's right. And they're not, and, and, and we can't, we, we have to play our role. And the hard part is seeing that no role is greater than the other. Because that's why Paul started off saying, I'm the least. Mm. I'm the worst. Yep. Don't look at my role and think I've got it good. I'm in prison being beaten right now. Because the role that you think is in the spotlight that's so wonderful that you see is glorified, usually there's a price that's being paid behind the scenes that you have no idea yeah, right. about. Wow. And yeah. so you don't want the role that's outside of your realm because you're not graced for that place. Mm. You're not graced for that role. You need to run your race because that's the only grace that you've been given because he said, I've given each of you a measure Amen. of grace for that place. And that's where Omar gets into this teaching about how we've all been giving a gift and we're, we're either the saints or we're the ones to equip the saints. If I try to go out there and do all the saints job, I'm not doing the equipping job. So I've, I've got to change. We've all got to understand our role and be okay exactly. with our role. Amen. Because so that's sorry. like any good family. That's how they grow. Right. You know, there's always got to be, you know, what they say, two captains in a ship. No bueno. <laughs> you got to have one. You know That's what I right. mean? Because, and at the same time, you got to trust that one. Oh, speaking of you no know? bueno, but that's really good. And sorry to go bueno. sidetrack on our no, rabbit trails. We're all preachers, and we love our <laughs> rabbit trails. But uh, Spanish service. Uh, we're oh, going to yeah, do yeah. one at the last Sunday this yep, month, yep. and we're going to do it at 5 o'clock. Go ahead and greet our Spanish church that we're going to start growing. Buenas tardes, Bridge Church. Estamos muy emocionados de verlos. Por favor, espérense ese día. Y estoy muy convencido que van a ser grandemente bendecidos por la palabra que va a salir de este lugar. Muy bueno. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. And drop the mic. This guy's Amen. got powerful anointing, and we work best together. And see, yeah. that's Thank the thing is, is, is when, we're running in, when you're running in your lane, others will come alongside your lane. That's you good. won't be competing anymore. You'll actually be helping each other. So now I'm not trying to beat you in my race. I'm trying to get us all to the finish line. And so then you're working with each other, not against each other, as the, the scripture in here also tells us, we're 
work in unity. Yeah. Same yeah. chapter. Yeah. It says work in unity, work together. And then the one verse I want to do as we transition into Pastor Glenn's point at the end of this is this. It says uh, that no one no longer walks in the futility of their mind. Don't walk as the Gentile. Don't walk as you used to with the other Gentiles right. in the futility, what you were talking about. Yeah. If you're running the wrong lane and you're still operating like you used to, you're still talking like you used to, you're still living like you used to, you're still trying to be what you wanted to, right. you're walking in the futility. He calls it the futility or the impotence. Right. It, it's pointless right. and fruitless. So don't run in the wrong lane. Don't. Oh, you said it right, perfectly. It's like the analogy that you were using. Any great gardener, when yeah. he sees his plant, he knows how the plant should grow. And not only that, but he knows in the direction which it should grow. Yeah. So like any great gardener, he will start trimming the areas that are not good. Yeah. And set us back on the course. Yeah. Now, perhaps that plant, it might hurt a little bit when he has to do those trimming. But just like any loving gardener and loving father, he knows what's best for that plant. Yeah. So we need to, in essence, learn and understand and be okay with submitting under that. Because we need to see those that have made it before us. What is it that they have done that perhaps we haven't done? And we know right. that our greatest teacher is our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You know that he is the one that set the pace for us. He is the one that says, hey, everything that I can do, you can do it. Right. And even greater things. Even greater. You know, so. Exceedingly abundantly. Beyond. Amen. It's huge. Right. So, Pastor Glenn, in chapter 4, as we're talking about growth, uh, you had a scripture that really stuck out and spoke to you. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off with that? Yeah, it says, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their scheming. And I thought, wow, what a great verse on maturity, right? That we're no longer meant to be like like babies, like infants, you know, and, and not being able to handle take anything. Take off the diaper, more. brother. What? Right. Take off the diaper. <laughs> yeah, take off the you diaper. Gotta, what is it? Paulie says, I wanted to give you guys meat, but all I could, all you could take was milk, right? Milk. And I was like, man, I, wanna, I, wa I don't want more than just the milk. I don't want to be just like yeah. that infant or that person that's being washed back and forth by the yeah. newest thing that I hear, the newest trend. It's like, okay, I want to be mature and solid Amen. in my faith. And that's a big part is growth. And so now we've, we've, as you, as you're tuning in, if you're just now tuning in, we've got a great panel here and we're talking about Ephesians chapter two, three, and four, and how we've understand the revelation of what Christ did for us. We're not, we're not remaining at the cross. We're remembering it. We're not stuck at the tomb. We're coming out of it. And then on top of that, we're, we're made alive in Christ. And we understand the mystery of who Christ is in our life Amen. because we are saved by him. He is the fullness of the Godhead in the earth. And so now his spirit dwells in us to, re to reveal unsearchable mysteries. And in those mysteries, we have a gifting. Because that's what we started off, the gift. And so we, we, we have a gifting to operate in. And then now in that gifting, we're called to grow. We're called to mature. Right. And so I hope you tune into the whole message, like and share and comment on this, uh, and tag somebody in this. In fact, I think it'd be funny if you tag somebody who you know needs to grow up. In fact, if you're a spouse, <laughs> I'm not trying to start a, a spouse argument and in the, in the house or a fight, but maybe your spouse needs a little growing up to do. Go ahead and tag somebody. Maybe you got a teenager in the house that you want to tag and say, yeah, yeah, they better grow up. In fact, tag their name in faith saying, you know what? If I tag them, God's going to help them grow up. 
Somebody say amen, brother. Amen, brother. Grow up, sister. <laughs> wait, wait. You got to. Hashtag no more milk. There you go. There you go, Glenn. Nice. See? Yeah. We've always got that, that one with, the, with, those, with those jokes. Yes. He's yes. been a children's pastor too long. So what, what we see is this is we need to grow up. We need to grow. It says, don't do this. It says, it continues, it talks about be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It talks That's about good. to grow and being created and become holy and become righteous. It continues on down. And then it says this. It says, be angry. How many know this verse? And sin not. You ever heard that before? Be angry and sin not. Why? Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Why? Nor give place to the devil. There's only a handful of times in the scripture that the devil is actually mentioned. And one of them is when you allow anger to fester in you to where the sun goes down and you wake up the next day with a foothold, the devil having a foothold in your tomorrow. When you allow the, the sun to go down on your anger, it's a dangerous place because you allow permission for the devil to speak into your future. Right, because right. when you wake up, he's already got a foothold in your future. That's right. and, and you can't go to bed, whether it's, you can't go to, as a married couple, as a, as a parent, as, a, as an individual, towards your roommate, your friend, you got to grow up. You got to grow up and Amen. stop allowing things to to fester and start saying, you know what? It takes a strong leader to face a confrontation. It takes a strong leader to confront. It takes a strong and not confront with a, a, a plan of vengeance. Lollipops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a game plan. Hey, let's work this. Or flowers if it's your spouse or candy. But you got to have a game plan of saying, hey, we're going to work this out. And I'm not going to go to bed angry. We've got, because all that's going to do is allow the enemy to stew in you all night about what you don't like, how it's not right, how they're this and this is that. And you allow it to destroy your life. And don't, don't allow the enemy a foothold. You know, brother, I'm thinking the spirit is putting something in my heart. And I don't want to direct it, direct it necessarily to husbands or wives. Yeah. But to whomever this is for, you'll receive it. There's a verse in the Bible that says that the lesser is always blessed by the greater. Extending forgiveness is something that takes courage and boldness. And greatness. And greatness. So I want you to take that, chew on it, because I've learned that in my own life. Mm. That it's not, it's not saying that I'm greater than that individual. But the spirit that Christ has revealed in who I am now allows me to extend forgiveness to others, which now in the spirit world allows me to be seen and perceived as the greater. And I think that that is a powerful word. And husbands, let me give you an advice. <laughs> Preach. It's Come on. better to, for you to be the first one always to say sorry. That word sorry will dissipate anything that's going on in the house. But as we just read, sometimes the devil... He knows that when he starts birthing that seed of anger, it creates division. Yeah. Because the enemy knows that when a man or woman is together, there's power in unity. So what I need to do then is I need to go to my wife when we're angry and say, since I'm greater than you, I want, I want to apologize <laughs> to you. <laughs> Leave that part out, but say the rest. 
<laughs> you got it, so brother. You close. Got it. I'm growing. I'm yes, growing. Yes, yes, I'm growing. Have okay. patience on it. I take you, brother. I take <laughs> yeah. You. Well, we're going to close here in just a second. Where these are the last closing thoughts. But just speaking to growth, uh, you know, like in speaking as, you know, a pastor and a leader, um, uh, I've been a father and a friend and a son. You know, like you, you, there's a level of growth that we all are experiencing at every point and every season in our life of development. And sometimes it can feel like you're growing in every direction at the same time. <clears throat> and so it, the stress of that, it, it can feel stressful. It can feel like when you're, when, especially if you're trying to grow and do something and you can't do everything. I mean, that could be frustrating, like especially for a lot of men right now, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I think uh, right now is probably, at least for me, it's been a little frustrating just being at home and not being out doing our normal thing that we right. do. And that's been a challenge, a resistance to be like, where does my purpose, you know, really come from? And, and is my purpose in my work or where am I getting my, my purpose? And there's definitely some frustration. And, you know, I, I would guess probably some individuals are just sitting at home and wondering, like, what am I, what am I doing? What's going on? What's my purpose? What does God have for me this next right, season? Right. And that can be very, very challenging. Oh, especially if you're a doer. Yeah. If you're the person oh, yeah. who finds your value in doing and all of the doing has been taken away, think about this. When Pastor Glenn was talking about it earlier, the, the, the horse that's running the race and we need blinders. What if God had tried to put blinders on you and it didn't work? What if God tried to get you to focus and it didn't work? So now because of COVID, he took you, he didn't put blinders, he took you out of the race. Oh, come on. Wow. So now you're not even in a position to run against and, and challenge and be inspired and move forward and, and see what you can do in comparison to other. Now you're out of the race because he couldn't get your attention with blinders. So now he got your attention with shutting the race down. Dude, that's good. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's where it's, it's, it's having to shift our focus to say, where do I find the depth of who I am to grow? Do I grow because of what I do or because of who he is? Do, do I grow because of how much I produce or because of who I am in Christ? Wow. And, and that's where there's a lot of people who right now can be so frustrated in the moment. And, and I want you to let go of the frustration. Let go of try, we, everything we talked about None of it had anything to do with your work ethic. None of it had anything to do with how much you produce, how successful you are. None right. of, he said, I'm going to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all you could ask or imagine. And none of it had anything to do with anything you do. Everything had to do with who you are and who he is. That's the truth. And if you two could grow, if you and God can grow together, then that promise that we started with, That'll go from generation to generation forever Amen. will be for you. Amen. But you, we read this and we think, oh, equipping? Okay, I, that means I need to, and I've got to, and we should, and I'm sitting still, and I should. No, no, no. This is where it starts. Amen. This is, this is the written voice of God. Start with reading his voice, and then you'll start hearing his voice. And after you start hearing his voice, you'll start receiving that unsearchable riches that you cannot Amen. seek. You can't even begin to, to ask what they may be. All you know is that they're there, but you, can, you have to seek the one you know. You have to seek Jesus. And the mystery of who Jesus is for you, to you, and through you, so then you may receive those riches. 
That's good. And grow in that and grow as a believer and grow where you're not. And, and let me just say this. When we talk about anger, can I talk to just for a minute, just for a couple minutes more? And I, I, don't, uh, I, I don't know if we're able to have music right now or not, but I just want to tell I'm you. Break like, my guitar. Yeah, if you want to get the guitar, yeah, you want to get your, yeah, you want to get your harmonica out. Um, <laughs> but I, I want you to hear me. I, I want you to hear me. Because for everybody who's getting frustrated and angry, Everybody who's getting angry, you're, I mean, it's if it's not if, you, if it's not angry at a family member, you're quarantined with your spouse. If you haven't argued by now, you are a saint, and I want to find out who you are, and you can coach me. If you haven't gotten frustrated by now, you are like Jesus incarnate. I, I don't know how to do that, but I'm sure that there are, I'm talking to a lot of people who are frustrated, who are angry. And, and you know what? He says, be in anger, but sin not. You can be angry at the politics right now. You can be angry at the economy right now. You can be angry at a, a person right now. You can be angry at a hater, your spouse. You can be angry at your kids. You can be frustrated. There's a lot of reasons to be angry. And the reason we're here tonight is to speak to your heart to say, it's okay to Amen. be angry. But most people, if I can speak into the who you are as a person, almost 99% of the world never saw what it was like to have healthy anger in the home that it's okay to get angry it's okay to express anger but in a healthy way in anger healthy way express your and then release the anger and then once you process your anger then you need to get healing for your anger because you're going to let and, the, and this is where it comes into the scripture there's no one and nothing else that can heal you except for jesus that's right so you, you need Jesus to heal you in your frustration. It's going to take every bit of, think about that, what you talked about, the greatness. I wish I could call my, oh yeah, because I'm so great. I'm going to go to my wife and I'm going to tell her, hey honey, I'm sorry. You're a man, and, and, and apologize every time in the second that it happens. No, I, I'm not that. I can't do, I, none of us are, I wish we could, but God has graced us for that place. So we've been graced to go Okay, God, I, I, need an, I need another measure of grace. Help me go forgive. I need another measure of grace. Help me go say I'm sorry. I need another measure of grace before I, I, I spank my kid again. <laughs> you know, I need to spank him, baby. Hey, don't spare the rod, spoil the child. I, I, I'm not here to spare, but I'm also not here to not operate in that grace. I, God has graced me for this place, for your home, for your business, for your future, for your kids, for your marriage. God has graced you for it. So allow yourself to get angry. Allow yourself to vent in a healthy manner. Allow yourself to process that anger in a healthy way not violently and if there's any home that's streaming right now and you have been processing anger in an unhealthy way and there's a kid that's trapped and there or there's a wife that's trapped or a husband there's a, a family member or friend that's trapped in a home an abusive home right now I pray deliverance in the name of Jesus that's not healthy that's not godly that's not good that's not righteous that's not of Jesus and God wants to deliver that home of that abusive anger that is not what God wants. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who are just frustrated in the position that you're in. You need to allow yourself to process. Go outside and yell a little bit, right? Go outside and, and take a walk. Vent it out. Call a friend that's a healthy, godly, good friend and vent your anger. 
take a deep breath, process, allow yourself to feel what you're feeling and then say, okay, God, I need grace to move from where I'm stuck to the place that you've called me. So I'm gonna move forward with this and God's gonna grace you for that. And so I just felt led the Holy Spirit, if that was all right, guys, just, oh, to, of course, just of course. to speak into that moment because I feel like there are so many people who don't know how to process what they're going through. Uh, you need to call. There are, there are uh, hotlines. There are psychologists you can call. There are, are therapy lines that you can call. You can call a pastor. You can call a healthy leader, a deacon, a, an elder, somebody. That's a healthy place to call and, and process what you're feeling. You may not be able to see them, but you can talk it through. And we want you to be healthy because what this scripture says he says, I've got promises and blessings from generation to generation forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And that's for those who rest in him, who know who he is and who you are in him. And that he's given you a measure, a gift of grace and faith and talent and ability to change the world. No, no, not, not change a business only, not just make money. Those are all byproducts of your relationship with him through the unsearchable riches that only he can give you. That's right. And so I want to pray with you. And we're going to close this time. And God is going to continue to minister to you. And I want you to join me on Sunday. On Sunday, I'm going to be talking about stressing sitting and stepping and i want you to be there it's going to be powerful and so don't miss out this sunday but don't miss out right now in the moment don't log off don't click off i want you to i want to pray for you and then i want to give an invitation for anybody to receive jesus christ as their lord and savior right now so lord in jesus name i thank you god for everybody who's tuning in online Everybody under the sound of my voice on podcasts, on Facebook, on YouTube, wherever it may be. And I pray right now that, Lord, they would be able to grow with you. Their gift would grow with you. That they would continue to mature with you and not remain in the old childish ways, but become who you called them to be, who you created them to be. And that's going to come from the revelation of who you are in them and that the gift came from you to them to work through them. And Lord, I thank you, God, Lord, that you are going to do a powerful work in their life. And it's not by just their works. It's by their faith. By their faith, they're saved. And by your grace, they're saved. And it's by your grace that you've gifted them and it's by your grace that you'll grow them and I thank you God that we're going to process our emotions in a healthy way I pray if anybody's frustrated and angry that they would find a healthy way to process that anger don't go don't let the sun go down another day on your anger and build up 10 20 30 40 50 days of anger and resentment and bitterness God we release that right now we forgive we let go God and we receive the grace and healing that we need. And I pray that you would bring a revelation of Jesus Christ to all those who seek it. In fact, if you're seeking it right now and you want to know who Jesus is, you want to receive who Jesus is, I want you to pray this prayer with me because the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that's when salvation comes to you. And so for every heart, every life, every mouth, every voice in every home, I want you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus... I receive you now as my Lord, as my Savior, as my Heavenly Father. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Grace me for this next place. I'm forever yours. And I am saved. In Jesus' name. 
Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Let's go. Let's give God some praise. Thank you. God bless you. We have a greeting for you to close out this service. Stay tuned for that, and we'll see you on Sunday. We are so glad that you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision today, whether that was dedicating your life to Christ for the first time or rededicating your life, send us an email at info at wearebridge.church and let us know that you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you are joining us for the first time with our Bridge Church online family, we have a very special gift for you. Email us at info at wearebridge.church to share some information on where we can send that gift. We are so glad that you joined us today and we can't wait to see you soon. That's right, so make sure you stay connected because why? We are so much better together. Bye, Bridge fam.